Welcome to the Coach Fury Podcast. This is where fitness and geekdom collide. It's time to live long, be strong, and die mighty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 96 of the Coach Fury Podcast. This is a special episode with Tina Moran and I. Uh, Tina is the owner of MSE Strength and Conditioning out in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, This is about a program that I came up with earlier this year called Die Mighty Method. We're gonna tell you about it, uh, get all the info. The third round is launching on July 19th. So here's Tina and I talking about this cool project we came up with that we're very excited about. Give it a listen. It's so weird when it does that. (laughs) I'm not used to the automated voice that says the meeting's being recorded. I guess during a pandemic, a lot of people did secret shit recording stuff. Weird. Right? Hey, everybody, it's Fury and Tina Morin. If you listen to this show, you know Tina. If you're my friend, you know Tina, uh, the owner of MSC Strength in Weymouth, Massachusetts, the hardest state for me to pronounce. And uh, we have something to talk about in a moment, but uh, on a serious note, uh, on a serious note. So, and it sort of relates to what we're going to talk about in in a moment, but uh, my friend Tally Sessions and Tina's friend Tally Sessions um, was a member at Mark Fisher Fitness. He's a wonderful human being. He went through a program that you're going to hear about with Tina and I. Uh, and I was so impressed with him, his, his progress through this course that I asked him to become a team member here at Speakeasy of Strength. And almost immediately after, his mom was diagnosed with cancer. And it was a very hard, very quick fight. And ultimately, as of the recording of, the, of this today on June 29th, Tally's mom passed away. Um, so from the Speakeasy, from Tina from Die Mighty Method, which you're gonna hear about. Uh, we wanna send uh, a ton of love to Tally and his family um, going through this tough time. And uh, Tally's mom's, one of her final wishes was to be able to keep the family home, right? His, mom, his mom's name is Bert. And there was a home equity loan against the house for $150,000 that was maxed out and Upon her death, they could potentially now lose that house relatively quickly. And there's been a GoFundMe. And I want you to hop on to GoFundMe.com and write in help Bert Sessions keep her home. Or if you look at mine or Tina's Facebook profiles, you'll see the links. They have, at this moment, they are super fucking close. Um, almost $135,000. So $15,000 to go. Now, Um, this is the moment for you to take action. This isn't the moment to go, oh, they're already there. They don't need me. This is the time when like they've gone through a lot of their friends and they need your $5, $20, $30, whatever you can do now more than ever. So please, um, if you're a a fan of me, a friend of mine, a fan of Tina's, a friend of hers, um, or maybe like, look, I hate to say it. Maybe you've gone through something similar. Please go to the GoFundMe uh, help Bert Sessions keep her home, and let's let let's let's finish this and, and cross the line um, so that this can stay in the house for for his family. Um, anyway, like please do it, uh, Tally. We love you. Um, I can't wait to actually have you be able to teach here. He literally hasn't. We started onboarding, and this happened, so he hasn't even been able to teach a session here. Um, but, uh, it would mean a ton to me. I'll say this fucking outright. If you've listened to four or more episodes of this podcast over the last four years and have not donated a dollar to Patreon, you fucking owe me. Give the money to Bert now. Like seriously fucking do it. Okay. And then you can come back and freeload listening to my show because it wasn't about money. 
until maybe now for Bert, it's about money for Bert. Okay. Um, so we're going to go on Tally. We love you. Um, but I don't know how many times I alluded to it in, in, in talking about Tally and, and, and his mom's situation, but what we wanted to talk to you about today was, uh, look, during the pandemic, one of the things that broke my soul, broke my soul, was not being able to travel and teach courses. Um, I also, during the pandemic, had left the RKC to sort of just focus on teaching and running the speakeasy without necessarily getting caught up in the dogma of any brand. And I don't mean any pressure that was being put on me by the RKC or whatever. It's just, man, if I have to go to another fucking get together and have somebody talk about what side of the fence I'm on, I'm going to throw up. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm now, uh, in sports, do they say a free agent? Is that what they say in sports? You're asking the wrong girl, honey. Sports, no. sports fans, <laughs> uh, donate money to Bert and then hop on here and tell me if I'm wrong using free agent wrong, but I'm a free agent. So what this means is look, I never had an issue with either side. I went with the side that I sort of had the most opportunity and felt the most aligned with, um, but like, I was never like, oh, that's like gross, you're gross. Um, I also am not an elitist in any way. So I never played those cards. For me, I'd much rather you be an elite coach than pretend to be an elite kettlebell instructor. Um, they're very different fucking things. So with that in mind, and at the time, not knowing when this thing was going to open uh, back up, and in terms of what was like really gave me the moments like what did I miss the most about teaching kettlebells I came up with a six-week course why six weeks fury because there's six in the big six right super fucking witty it works perfectly although our course is technically six and a half weeks so I created something called the die mighty method a six-week deep dive into teaching the hard style kettlebell big six it's a lengthy title but it's die mighty method and the goal was whether you're preparing for a cert or you went through the cert or uh, recently and you're wondering like, how do I apply it? Whether you went through the cert one, two, five, ten 10 years ago and you're wondering like, what's changed? Am I rusty? If you're a, you know, a lot of trainers, even before COVID, a lot of us feel alone amongst our teams or our facilities. Like we have friends, but maybe we don't connect or sometimes like literally, you know, you're either the newest trainer and you feel like shit about yourself or you know that the other trainers there are just not really caring and you don't feel like engaging. So this is a place for anybody that's into teaching hard style kettlebell training to come get to know each other, coach each other up and learn from my 11 years now of experience of teaching kettlebells and not just amongst my members, but also look, if I'm gonna stroke my ego, my credentials, I have been traveling and teaching kettlebells and certifying instructors since 2014. And I started assisting at certs in 2011. So like I have a lot to share and I want to share it in the most simple, most direct, applicable, non-ego, non-dogmatic, no dogmatic, dogmatic way possible. So that's where the die mighty method came from. And this was before we were allowed to have people inside um, and capacities were super limited. So while well, we were having people inside, but really low capacity and masks were still a thing. And I, I, so it was all online. Tina was super interested. I asked her if she had anybody that would go through. She's like, yes, there's uh, one or two people on my team and I would love to shadow on it. And I was like, fuck yeah, Tina, of course. If you've listened to this show or follow Tina or I on the socials, like we're related without being related, right? And I was like, absolutely. And then Tina, uh, do you want to say how, how you uh, deepened your involvement? 
<laughs> how I dove deeper in my involvement. Well, when I started to shadow and then um, you asked if I wanted to kind of help out a smidge. And I think you came up with Tina's Tuesday, tune up, <laughs> right? I don't remember. You were like, can I, can I help? And I, I, I don't think I, d- I said I was going to do like a little snippet, but I didn't have a catchy phrase for it, which is your area of expertise. So but then I came up with the dance moves. You obviously. came up with the dance moves. Uh, it's right. Tina's Tuesday tune up. And so um, we'll go through the steps of it. But Tina became an active participant and a big supporter of it. Uh, A couple of members of her team have gone through. My team's gone through. But the cool thing is, is like instructors that we both had known maybe from a while ago or haven't seen came on and some people that we didn't know came on. Uh, We've done two rounds of it and we've learned a lot. We've gotten great feedback, positive feedback. but we also learned from the two how to make this next one one better. So, uh, Tina, do you want to start sort of explaining like the the, the steps of the Die Mighty Method in terms of uh, how about I'll give the, the the big thing and then you can break down like the daily what what we deliver on. Does that sure. does that sound good, good. Sounds listeners? Good. Are you ready? So look, every week we go over one of the big six hard style kettlebell moves. Now it's important to note this is not for newbies, like if you haven't done a get up or a swing, this is not the place. You have to have experience. You have to have done swings, get ups, squats, snatches, presses, um, cleans. You have to have done all that stuff. We're, we're, this is not a cert or a uh, entry into kettlebells. This is about being a kettlebell instructor, right? And teaching better. It's no set of initials. Um, it's it's it's. At the moment, no continuing education credits, but if this continues, I will start the petition for that because I think it's super valuable. Um, but it is it is made for fitness people-minded in teaching, either getting ready to start teaching, currently teaching, or just went through the cert, right? So that's where it starts. So week one, we go over the swing, then the clean, then the snatch, then the get up, then the squat, and then the press. So each week we highlight one of the big six. Um, and then the way we deliver the information via our Facebook, our private Facebook group, Tina, you want to break down sort of the the daily deliverables, what you get? Sure. Sure. So, you know, as you mentioned, it's not for people that have never done these exercises. If you're new to them, that's okay. If you want to teach, it's for people that want to learn how to better help their clients and better improve their own practice and kind of, you know, you might be certified, you might be prepping for a cert, but any of those things are good use cases for for the program. And it's kind of a daily thing. So we do ask that people can make, the big event is the Zoom and that happens later in the week. But early in the week, you'll get a video that Fury, uh, it's a long video. It's, you know, sometimes it's 20, 30 minutes of a full breakdown of the big rocks of each exercise. So the swing, talking about setup, talking about the big points to hit in terms of safety and the big standards. And, um, you know, I always refer to this in, Diamighty method, but you know we call, talk about these standards in Strong First or the RKC, or I'm sure in I, you know IKFF and the other certifications. The standards are really to keep you safe and to have the most efficient exercise. So that's kind of where Fury hits on the most is the, the big pieces to that to simplify it. And then uh, between Monday and I think Wednesday, we ask that you film yourself and post it to the Facebook group. Um, doing that exercise of the week. The exercise of the week. Oh, we should have a song for that. You're in charge. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, you film yourself, you post it on the Facebook group, and then 
it is required that all the other participants, including Fury and myself, go in and critique and ask questions and say, you know, uh, you know, is it, it's more fact finding. Like, why are you doing it this way? It's not necessarily wrong. There's a lot of things that aren't wrong, but maybe different about people's bodies. And that's what we're talking about here. We're not, we're talking about coaching general population most of the time and, you know, in certs and learning, we're often looking at coaches and that's not really what you're going to be looking at in real life. So we try to break that down a little. Um, on Tuesday, we go over the previous week's exercise. So I'll get back to that in a second. So Monday, the big rock, or does that come out Sunday night, Fury? Uh, it's mo Monday. So Monday, you're going to get um, a title the big video. and a checklist. Um, it's going to be basically, here are your big rocks. Like if I had to take a swing, what few things, items can I implement it? And I'm going to give you this one for free, everybody. In my world, <laughs> a swing is a hinge, a plank and breath. If you just go from there, don't worry about like the goal of it yet. But then I break that down into a longer format of, but, but like a checklist basically, because you can't run through a manual book in your head during a session, but checklists are doable. Of what are the build, what are the, what are the safety checks? What are the building blocks? What are the progressions, regressions? What are the goals of the move? Right. And it's set up in a way that each checklist will build towards the next movement. So you're, you, you might have, say you had 10 things on the checklist in week one, you might only have now three new things on week two, but you've now had the week to establish those. And by the time you go into snatches, like, so you're sort of stacking these things, right? Where it just simplifies. And what it'll allow you to do, whether you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, semi-private, Zoom classes, is okay, so am I, are they even close to navigating the goal, which would be the pattern in some ways, right? Like a swing, if it's powerful is wonderful, but if it's not a hinge, you're kind of teaching a hinge if you're, so if the pattern's not there, take a step back, look at it, but are they safe? So we go through these checklists. So Tuesday, uh, sorry, Monday is the checklist. Tuesday is the longer form video of anywhere from mm -hmm. 15 to like 40 minutes. I think the get up is two. Yeah, the get up is a long one. Might be 40, 40 minutes of me sort of explaining that checklist and what I'm looking for. Again, I'm not taking you through steps one through zero of a kettlebell instructor manual. I want to stress that. Um, again, if you haven't gone through a cert, great. You're going to have a lot of this background. But what I'm doing is like really practical for teaching people, you know, as opposed to just working with other instructors. Monday through Wednesday, like Tina said, we're going to have you submit the video so that everyone comments on them. So this is a thing it starts. People are nervous to ask questions and to sometimes move and demo in front of people. But we're fucking fitness professionals and we have to get really good at that. So if we're not comfortable around each other, to me, that's because we're afraid of looking bad or ego driven in some ways. So we need to learn to talk to each other and support each other. And we don't get enough of that, especially in COVID land, post COVID land or intra COVID land. Mm -hmm. This was a workout supplement it would be intra-covid i think like we're kind of <laughs> you know on the recovery side um so i i would uh i want you to have that experience of like using your words as you would coach somebody else right like in a supportive and direct way and then tina and i'll hop on as opposed to it just being me or me and tina just telling you like change this I want you to see how other people are seeing it, what they're reacting to. I want you to see whether it's right or wrong. And we'll talk about that. I want you to see how people are responding to what you're seeing, right? If you've ever done like, you know, an online test for something, sometimes they show a situation like whether it's the FMS or even my AED thing had like a checklist, like, what are we looking for? 
we want to get through that. Thursday, um, as Tina said, is the group breakdown. Uh, historically, that has been online only via Zoom. It's going to be Thursdays at three o'clock Eastern. And that's kind of a must. Uh, you have to make four out of the six of these. And you have to respond, like Tina said, on these comments. Because if it's not interactive, it's just a program. You're, not get, you're going to get value out of it for the price, which we'll get to. It's valuable anyway. But the interactivity, the community of that, the peer-to-peer -peer support is the magic in this sauce that you don't get at most certs, um, especially because it's extended out over a six weeks. So you really get to see each other slowly over time um, over that. So basically we watch each other move, we answer questions, we coach each other up in real time. The cool thing now is masks are off, uh, capacity limitations are, are, are off. Um, here at the Speakeasy, we have five in-person spots. I will say four of them are already taken. Um, Tina's gonna have up to five spots at her place. And then we have like, we're, we're looking at a total of 12 people. So depending on how many in-persons, the rest of the spots will be online. So even if we don't sell out all the in-person spots, but we sell it out in totals of 12 online, then like nobody's in person at Tina's and I have an open spot here and everything else is online. Happens at the same time. Um, and then Friday, you get to practice, basically. And then the next week starts over. And then like Tina said, you have Tina's Tuesday tune up on Tuesday, which is a Facebook Live where she's gonna review what we did very quickly, you know, basically one more chance to sort of ask questions and then we move on. Um, so it has been very helpful for the members that have come through. Like I said, I found Tally. Um, Tina was like, you gotta get Tally to come in. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it really allowed somebody to shine on that. Um, it also for me as an owner, and this was unexpected, now in terms of kettlebell training, I mean, in the kettlebell training will apply to the barbell, will apply to the sandbag. I know where Tally's going to coach basically on my model and my philosophy now. So like from a, from a coach education as an owner to potential future trainer or current trainer, hugely beneficial, which I wasn't even thinking of when I did it, right? Um, and again, for those people that like are just a little rusty, and, and I, I mean, look, I, I don't want this to be condescending, but we've all gone to a gym where there's like a kettlebell person no matter who it is, there's a kettlebell person. And like everyone sort of looks up to the kettlebell person, but you don't know like if they're really up to date, whether they're a strong first or an RKC or did K whatever it might've been, you don't know how up to date they are, right? And you certainly can't tell shit from Instagram. Um, uh, I mean, I have a different lens. A lot of people that get very popular videos on Instagram, like I could say like they went through, a lot of them went through certs with me and I could be like, yeah, that's fucking rad. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, that's like a seventh generation carbon copy of something that somebody else had said, right? Like we filter it through. So what's nice about Die Mighty Method too is it really allows us to see and hear how other peers, not just Tina and I, are viewing things, communicating things and building things um, with the <laughs> ultimate goal, ultimate goal of making it easier for you to help other coaches. Yep. Did I miss anything? Never. I'm sorry, I'm ranting on this one. No, it's no, you're passionate. Look at that passion. Passion. That was fun. No, I think the couple of things to 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 note. I'm doing the <laughs> the um, business converse, uh, conference call speak again, which I was doing earlier accidentally. But it's a coaching mentorship, which is something that is not around a lot these days. And people take a cert, you know, or they go to a weekend course and then they're kind of 
out on their own. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's like, it's for general population and people move differently. But what, one thing that I wanted to, to mention is that it is for newbies, but yes. we had very experienced coaches doing like little, and I got so much out of that. So, you know, the value in watching other people coach and hearing other people coach and learning how to be a good coach doesn't just apply to kettlebell training. It applies to everything. And that's why one of the, you know, a main reason I put all my coaches at my gym through your courses, I, you teach, well, you're my mentor and that's how I like to train people. It's a style and a, it's, and it's a method, but it applies to other tools. And it's about teaching with kindness. It's about thinking about other factors about people, you know, not just looking at them as a everyone the same and have the same abilities or like, oh, beginner, you know, novice, intermediate, advanced, but like, all right, well, this person might be a little bit overweight or, or this person might have a, a knee issue or they don't have the range of motion, here, but they still want to press. How can we make them successful? And thinking about them as a human and how to make them feel good and successful. And yeah, maybe they don't have the most perfect, you know, execution but it's a perfect one for them and it's they're safe and they feel good and that's that's really the most important when you're coaching the kind of people that we coach that they're progressing they're getting stronger and that they're safe and having a good fucking time um that was one thing i wanted to mention two um in the uh thursday meetings what i thought was you know the most valuable piece there is again seeing our experienced coaches but then hearing from new coaches and seeing it through a different lens, especially people who haven't necessarily gone through a cert, but maybe have been coached from someone else. Um, that's super valuable as well. And it's not, not that it's, everyone gets something out of it. So I got a ton out of it. I'm not the most, you know, the most experienced kettlebell practitioner ever, but I've been doing it for six years or so. And I've had the opportunity to assist and I've got to work with a lot of different coaches in different, from different organizations. And I picked up so many cues and so many things that I can take to my coaches to teach them and to my clients as well. And then in the tune-up, what I usually address is not only any questions people had from the previous um, week, but I talk about all the weird things that I've seen or, or programming or ways I can make something progressions and regressions that we didn't maybe touch on or any questions that anyone had during the week. So it's me ranting and raving, but it's also like, Hey, this is a weird thing that people do with their foot. I know it's a standard that you're not supposed to do it, but like, it's actually totally fine if that makes them feel more comfortable. And you're going to see this a lot, or like, you know, sometimes I think in the manuals, they harp on certain um, drills that I've never even used because they're not applicable to like a normal person. Like also there are some things that might make people feel super uncomfortable. Like the, the clipboard drill is one that I find the most valuable for a swing, for example. And you're putting a clipboard underneath someone's butthole. Like a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> so like it's stuff that I'm like, hey, maybe as a, a man, I mean, I mean, like I love it, but, but like it's one of those things that like, you know, there's certain things that might make people feel uncomfortable that you just have to do in a certification because it's a good drill and it is a good drill, but like it's things to be aware of that like, hey, that might not be, cool for everybody you know um so we talk about those things are weird it's most it's a lot of stories about weird things that have happened to me and other people <laughs> in weird situations um but that's good you learn from them so i'm rambling but that was the two things i wanted to note um also what was that yeah i think that the mentor program like it's important to have mentors you leave a certain you need someone to call for help and you can you know send someone a dm on instagram and get some information and whatever but like we're people that you can call and be like, oh my God, my client is doing this weird fucking thing. And you can post in the group. You can give an example. If your client lets them, lets you, you can post them. We've had people do that. That was super helpful. Yeah. Um, it's just a way to bounce ideas off people. And it doesn't matter how experienced you are. If you don't have a community, then it's, 
you're you're not going to excel and you really everyone needs to keep on moving forward and and being better and looking at things differently and I certainly do since I have been teaching this for like I think of almost everything I teach even in terms of kettlebell I think of differently now um even in the past year or so so it, it's easy yeah. to get caught in a groove which then becomes a rut right yeah. and you don't always really even realize you get caught in it it's one of the things that one of the reasons why I assisted so much at the beginning of this journey for me was because I wanted to keep getting the material reinforced and I wanted to see it taught mm -hmm. from different leaders from either, you know, either organization. And then also when you are coaching trainers, you're sort of, you're seeing a lot of the things you're going to see in other people, mm -hmm. but if you can communicate to a coach without damaging their ego because there is a little bit like it's almost it's harder sometimes to talk peer to peer um, yeah. without bumming someone out than it is for a gen pop because they're or, at, in a gen pop situation they're assuming you know more right most of the time <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes i got some fun well my trainer said stories and i'm like well your mm -hmm. trainer that didn't really do right by you um but it, it, it's really beneficial. And what's cool for me, and it started in teaching certs the last like couple of years before the pandemic, is even after all this time, like I, I just all of a sudden I can, somebody says something and I, I view it differently or can communicate an aspect of something differently um, to problem solve. Because that's really what it is, right? Like we build stuff up and we solve problems. And whether that's a motor control, we're going to build it up. And usually in terms of improving motor control, we're problem solving, right? Well, if that didn't work, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. um, and the biggest thing is, you know, it starts, there's such this focus on technique and perfection. Uh, and, and the part of that is because look, we gotta, we have to be the best demo models on the floor, right? Correct. It's like, if you're gonna go, you don't wanna go, if you go to a, I don't know, if PC Richards still made it through all this remarkably, but if you see the floor model TV that's fucking covered in handprints and scratched up and dinged, um, you'd want the newer TV that looks pristine, right? So your technique has to look pretty pristine, but it doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to be pretty fucking good. So we do go into that. Like, how do we dial ourselves? But using that information on how to help others, as opposed to just th this idea of technique for the sake of technique, because there's a test at the end. The nice thing about Thy Mighty Method is there is no test at the end. Like the, the true test is go work with your members and see how much better they get. And that's what was happening, you know, universally through our members, they got better at teaching something. And I'm not saying we're gonna like completely erase your kettlebell practice, how you teach stuff. That's not the point. We're talking specifically on hard style. So there's gonna be obviously a shit ton of overlap, but I think um, the way we break it down into these checklists and safety checks makes things really easy for you on the fly to coach, especially, especially in a group environment where you have to like make sure a number of people are okay and progressing um, while not getting caught spending excessive amount of time with one person at the expense of everybody else. Right. Uh, and that just was like, you know, it was actually really fun to come up with and, and, and share and break it down. And, you know, every now and then, since we created it, I'll be teaching a session and I see somebody that's new in here and I start working with them. And I'm like, I'm literally now remembering, oh, that was some shit I wrote down in Die Mighty Method as opposed to just doing it. It like reinforced yeah. it for myself. Well, it's more palatable. Like I very much, not to confuse anyone, I very much value my certifications that I took. Right. I learned a ton 
And I, I do think as an instructor, and some people are, disagree with me on this, that it is important to be able to pass your test and mm-hmm. be able to pass your test kind of at the ready, you know, and I, I see the value in, in when people recertify, um, whether they choose to once or, you know, maybe once or never again, but the value in being able to do those exercises perfectly or close to perfect at the weight that is you know, in and around appropriate for you, that's debatable what is appropriate for you. Um, And that's a whole nother debate. But um, I think that that there's a lot of value in that in in training for that event so that you are ready to learn even more. But it's like drinking from a fire hose. It is so much information in a short period of time. And I learned so much. And I I took my, um, my strong first level one and level two, and I got a tremendous education. And I learned a ton, but even now looking back on my notes, it's like they're frantically written all over the place. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Brett said that. And I want to remember that one. But then I wrote things down I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the hell did I write? I don't remember what that means. <laughs> and that, you know, like, cause I was just trying to absorb so much, but I'm so tired and so sore. And so it's when you go through it again, that's the value in assisting that not everyone gets to do and learning and seeing the edu- seeing people teach again, but it, spreading it out over six weeks helps you practice and helps you kind of, it's like a chill version of it. Um, and it's super fun and we're funny and stuff. <laughs> That's helpful or whatever. I'm but it is about that shit too. Totally. Um, but it, it is, it's, you know, we've, we both coached a lot of people and you've coached a shit ton of people. So just getting, you, you couldn't possibly explain all the weird shit that's happened to you that you've had to like troubleshoot through in a one day cert or whatever, even in a two day yeah. cert. You know what I mean? And this, you get a whole, 45 minutes of your video and then our hour of our, you know, call and then anything that happens on the Facebook group and then the tune up to hear about all those circumstances, like instances and and examples, use cases, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that's where I see the value in it. And that's why it's been so helpful for me to get to see everything again. Um, And because you and I were trained, not differently, it's the same, it's hard style, but like your cues, I you know, I've heard from you coaching me, but a lot of them, especially the first time around, I was like, oh, I've never used that before. or I've never used that drill. And it was new to me because I didn't learn it. Any master trainer you learn from has their favorite drills. And so if it wasn't broken down at your cert, it's in the manual, but you might have not, you might have not, you know, reviewed it. So you wouldn't necessarily remember it or, or whatever. So I think it's valuable to see all the different styles and um, practice all those things in, in real time. The six weeks really allows you to establish a relationship with everybody, yeah. which I think is important. And I, I always, you've heard me say this at certs, like at the end of a cert, I'm like, friend each other up, follow each other, stay connected. Cause you never know who your new best friend is. Right. And like yeah. Tina and I are a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Artemis connected us together. Um, Artemis and I go back, um, you know, and now Tina and I, like we've got two courses lined up at your place already. Um mm-hmm. We've had a whole bunch. And we already did one coming out of coast. So like, like I teach at Tina's uh, almost more than anybody. So actually more than anybody now. Yeah. Um, and, and I think those relationships are really important as in our industry. Um, I think they're a good way to sort of like uh, have a bullshit detector on, have a, a, a place to bounce ideas and problems off. And like Tina, folks, like outside of from a business perspective, I ask Tina a lot because she's got way more experience and is a way better, more organized business person than I am. Um, like literally sent her an email about like a client <laughs> thing today to like discuss. 
those relationships you don't necessarily make at the cert. Like sometimes you mm-hmm. make like a buddy, but more often than not, you're not gonna really hang out after until you get to meet them at a second time. Um, that's usually where like the relationship sort of like really strengthen is like the second meeting. Like, oh, all right, well, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Six weeks lets you know us. I'll also say like the whole start of this podcast in the beginning, however fucking many years ago, 2016, 2017, I think, um, was an inside look where like at the cert, sometimes you're, and again, not that anybody was in awe of me, but I've seen people just like fanned out on like Dan John or something. And then like rightly so, but they, they start to feel like they can't just talk to the person. And mm-hmm. like, you know, Dan and Brett and Phil and Scarito and all these, they, they're the most approachable people. Mm-hmm. But at the cert, they're the master instructor and it feels different, yeah. right? Where six weeks of hearing us fucking casually talk and teach, you're not going to have that same thing. At no. the end. You're going to have like more friends. At, at I still the- talk to everybody. I talked to Stacey today from our first round. Like I talk, you know, we still chit chat. People ask us questions. I reach out to other people and ask them questions about stuff. That's, I mean, I mean Sarigi's a member. Sarigi. is a member of the Speakeasy crew now. She signed up yeah. and started taking sessions. She's the best. Um, yeah, she's rad. So, mm-hmm. you know, Italy's a team member now. And, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a really, it's a good thing. So I don't want this to be like all about a sales call for a moment, but I think I'm very excited that I was able to come up with something. Oh, he froze. Not just like, here's a new program to throw into the air. I actually think there is something special and educational about it Uh helping people and helping each other and getting to know one another. Um, So we'll get onto some brass tacks right now, folks. (sighs) Sorry, I had a monster energy drink and I'm fighting (laughs) the belch right now. It's like, You're not fighting it. It's like deep. I'm trying to let it out subtly, um, but it's like it's like right in my chest, and there's a gnat flying around right now. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm like swiping <laughs> around, and there's a gnat flying around. I think it just went up my nose, so that's great. Parasite. Um, anyway, brass tacks. So look, the next round of this thing is going to start on July 19th, right? July 19th, it's a Monday. That's the first start of this, so it's going to be the swing. The price, if you sign up in the next two weeks, is going to be $349. Now, you might be like, woof, that sounds like a lot. I'm going to be honest. The breakdowns alone on Thursdays, if you were to come and semi-private train with me for six weeks, would be more than that. So $349 for all the content, all the time between Tina and I, um, and all the interaction, right? After that, it's last week uh, before sign up, it's going to be $399. We want you to be here. 12 people total, four spots are taken. That's four of the five in-person spots at the Speakeasy. There's still in-person spots out at MSC Strength in Weymouth, Mass, if that's closer to you. Or here it comes. Oh, good one. That was very subdued. Ah, it felt great. Um, or online, by the way, is completely awesome too. It'll happen mm-hmm. simultaneously. It's not a second thing. Like you're gonna be on my Zoom. Um, on the iPad while we're all in person too. So we're still going to get to see each other and break everything down. And it's a perfect time with the in-person and the online with the mass mandates changing thanks to vaccinations and all that stuff. It's going to be really cool. And Tina and I realized like, what's the weak links? Like what, what, what went wrong or wasn't great in the previous rounds to make that better? And that's this rule. You are going to have to post and interact. If you're in this group and you, uh, are, you don't sign up if you're not going to post your weekly video, and you need to make four out of six of the group breakdowns on Thursdays at three. And I know the time might not work for you and I apologize. We've already had to turn some people around. Getting equal schedules for trainers in particular 
is fucking impossible. It's just, we all have randoms. If you're a part-time trainer, you're working your regular job usually through that. If you're a full-time trainer, you might have a session or a class in that time. It's really hard. So it's going to be Thursdays, Eastern, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern, right? $349, Die Mighty Method. Uh, it might be a little premature to announce that. Alex Williams, if you've listened to the podcast from Kettlebell Gaines and I are talking about them doing our shirts. Um, it's just a cool thing. And what's nice is it's like, it's just the start. This is only the third round. And this is something that we're going to do at least three times a year. Uh, and it's only getting better. So like, get in now and be part of the thing. You'd be like, I remember when Green Day played the local club. That's this right now. <laughs> we're not like, Green Day. Well, Green Day was rad in the beginning. I know I had a wicked crush on Billy Joe. They were great in the beginning. Come on. They're now. still good now. They're still good now. See, that's the point. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you the last time I heard a, a new Green Day song. That's, that's fair. Continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, hit us up, either of us. Um, my socials would be uh, at Speakeasy of Strength BK or at I am Coach Fury. Fury at Speakeasy of Strength.com is my email. Tina, where they can, can they reach out to you? You can reach out to me um, on email at Tina at MSCstrength.com or on Instagram at Tina V. Morin or MSC underscore strength. Those are the, the ways. You ended on a, at MSC strength. strength. I had a little upspeed. <laughs> Tina, anything else to add before we, 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 we call this one done? I was trying to think of like I was going to steal from Keeler business for unicorns, Michael Keeler, who is a business coach of mine, but he does his rapid fire five questions at the end, but I couldn't think of anything other than <laughs> what's your, other than like, what's your favorite ice cream and what's your favorite kettlebell exercise. So I'm not a good podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, please check us, check us out. Come, come and check this out. If this, this interests you. Um, also a, another cool thing, just really quickly. Um, kettlebell Gaines has been doing Sunday swings for the last year. Uh, on July 25th from 12 to 2, fucking a fury edition of uh, Sunday Swings is happening out in Park Slope, Brooklyn, South Slope, Brooklyn. We're literally going to be on the main street on Fifth Avenue in one of those open streets where they close the street off for restaurants and stuff. We're going to take that shit over on Fifth Avenue between 10th and 11th on July 25th. So come out, swing some bells. Tina's going to be there. I will be here. Mr. Wonderful Jeff Hemingway. I'm going to invite some of my friends down there. Alex will be here. The Sunday Swings crew will be here. It's my first time teaching one of these. I'm super psyched. Uh, we're going to have a ton of bells. Alex is bringing his heavy fucking bells that I, I, I've never even touched. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And we have courses and stuff coming up to like outside training things. But like the big thing is, is two things. If, if, if I could get you to focus. Die Mighty Method, July 19th. Sign up now. This is counterproductive to Tina and I professionally, but I'm going to say if you had to choose one thing you can afford to help Tally's mom out or take Die Mighty Method, help Tally's mom out. Yeah. Um, I mean that. Uh, ideally, you could do both. Um, but like, you know, and uh, hit me up with any questions. And just like, I hope everyone's doing well. Like Tina and I have like literally done a couple of podcasts that we've just sort of capped. And it's like, we're just buddies and we start rambling and it goes into places. And um you know, I think it's been, it's hard to be overly optimistic um, through some of the last number of months, but I will say this right now, I'm fucking really stoked on what's going on. Um, not just I Mighty Method or the Speakeasy, I, you know, the world sort of like, or at least 
our part of the world is, is like turning a corner right now. I don't know if we're through this or not, but I will say this. Um, people need fitness now more than ever. And I'll say that most of the leads coming in are people that know that they're people that like either have never trained or feel like shit because they didn't do anything during the pandemic. And that, you know, there's a little too much body shaming in terms of gaming weight during the pandemic, but like it's a, we, people need you, they need us to help them because we help with comorbidities. And obviously for me, more importantly, the mental health side of it. Um, so you're valuable. So I'm optimistic that we've proved our need. I feel like in the beginning of this, people are afraid of like, our gym's gonna be done and our, is the trainer a thing of the past because it's all gonna be fucking automatons and stuff. No, people wanna be with humans. I don't know, what do we say now? Awkward bye. Right. Right. Um, no, Jack Mighty, you never do that. Oh, shit. You're so bad Look. at that game. <laughs> <laughs> the name of your, at it's the, the name end. of this program. <laughs> I will do it for it's you. Tina, Excuse can me. you tell the crew to die mighty? Die mighty. <laughs> All the build up for that. Die well, because, listen. Okay, ready? Tell them to die mighty. Die mighty. <laughs> anyway. I'll let you off the hook, everybody. Thanks for listening. The Coach Fury podcast is created, owned, and produced by Steve Coach Fury Holliner for Fury Industries, LLC. Music provided by The FTW. Visit the FTW.nyc for band, tour, music, and merch info. Artwork created by Glenn Gurrieta. Visit glengurrieta.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-U-R-I-E-T-A. Or follow him on Instagram at glengurrieta. Voiceover by Laura Palmer.